Welcome back to Touring the AFC South, and this is the recap of the week three action that was, and boy, oh boy, did the AFC South show up. They went 3-0 versus the AFC West this weekend. The Tennessee Titans beating the Las Vegas Raiders 24-22. The Jacksonville Jaguars completely dominating the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10. And the Indianapolis Colts upset the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17. Wow. What a week in the AFC South. And we're going to start it off breaking down the Tennessee Titans versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Tennessee Titans, as they always do, come out and score the first drive. They've done that in three consecutive games. The issue has been kind of keeping the offense going from there. Now, not only did they keep the offense going, but they put up 24 points in the first half. Uh, what they did a little differently, got Derrick Henry, you know, the football, 20 carries and 85 yards. Didn't have 100 yards, but he averaged 4.3 yards per carry and also 65-plus yards after contact. But the interesting thing is you didn't hear their guards' names talked about in this game at all in terms of holding penalties or anything like that because when he was getting the ball, he was hitting it full steam, and he had the creases that they created between the tackles, which he was hitting those full speed, and he was putting a hurting on defensive backs and, and linebackers when he was getting to those levels. Now, I will say they still have to work on the consistency in the blocking up front. However, it still was pretty solid, and I, I got to commend them for that. Doing a great job there. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he only missed, like, what, a couple passes in the first half? He was on fire. He played well in the first half, had a rushing touchdown, had a throwing touchdown. Of course, second half, you know, mm, they kind of take the foot off the gas. They only scored 24 points for the game. So, you know, they didn't score any points in the second half. That would be the thing for me. Go ahead and put the team away. They didn't put them away. They can't, they let the, the Las Vegas Raiders hang around. They almost came back and won the game. Of course, uh, missed the two-point conversion, knocked away by Kevin Byard, who had a key interception himself in the end zone when the Raiders were driving to try to, you know, get back in the game as well. So, a few different things, of course, still to work on for the Titans. But offensively, I would say definitely they played well today in the first half. Um, Robert Woods. Robert Woods showed up today. Four catches, 85 yards, including a 41-yard catch and run. I will say this. The biggest thing that I noticed about that got Robert Woods going is they moved him to the slot a little bit this week. Uh, Kyle Phillips wasn't available to play, so... Robert Woods did a little bit of things in the slot, too. That kind of seemed, the moving around of him in different spots kind of seemed to get him spurred and going. Also, in the receiving game, you'll be shocked by this. Derrick Henry, five catches, 58 yards, including the first uh, the first drive. He caught a little screen pass and took it for 23 yards and just got tripped up. That doesn't happen. He scores. It may be a touchdown. But, hey, he definitely had a 
Very, very good game. He had a total of 100 and about 140, 130, 140 yards uh, total uh, yards for the day. Uh, yes, he was effective in the, the passing game. So think about that. You have to think about him in that game as well. Uh, big plays. Yeah, they got the chunk plays today, which is huge. You know, the Robert Woods 41-yard uh, uh, catch and run. You've got the Dontro Hilliard 30-yard uh <clears throat> 30-yard catch and run on a third down. It was a huge play. Um, I mean, you've got just different guys making different plays. I mean, you had a 24-yard run from Derrick Henry. You had a 23-yard catch and run from him as well. I mean, you had just different things happen, different guys stepping up, different guys making plays for the Titans offense, which is going to be their MO for the rest of the year, To be, in, in my opinion. Uh, just the only thing, finish the game keep the the momentum going because it just seemed like after halftime they lost the momentum defensively defensively they had uh they had a few things going i mean of course you know they weren't necessarily going to shut down Derek carr and and uh <clears throat> Devontae adams now Devontae adams uh definitely didn't kill them today he only had five receptions 36 yards he did have that one touchdown which was a very nice throw from Derek Carr to Devontae Adams right uh, past Kevin Byer. Kevin Byer kind of gave up the inside position. He's near the goal line, and you can't give up the inside position there. Gave it up. Carr saw it. Touchdown to Adams, of course, in the first uh, I believe it was the first half of the game. Uh, but, yeah, definitely was a, a good performance in terms of the first half. Just the second half, the defense kind of couldn't keep it going. The defensive backs, I will tell you this, Mr. Mitchell, Mr. Mitchell, Mr. Mitchell, Terrence Mitchell. It looks like he had eight or eight tackles, eight total tackles. But the thing I looked at with him is situational football. It's a fourth down. They had a chance to put away the Raiders late in the game when they drove to get a touchdown and then set up the two-point conversion. However, Mr. Mitchell, I don't know what he's looking at. He gives up a long pass to Matt Collins. Matt Collins catches that long pass, puts them in position. It was a 60 yards in total. There's no way you give up that type of pass that in that uh, time of that situation at all. So situational awareness got to be better than in terms of that, in terms of defensive backs. And, you know, of course, the Titans do have a lot of young defensive backs or, you know, are inexperienced defensive backs as well. So. That's a huge thing. Uh, that's going to be something that bears watching. Of course, you know, at the beginning of the season, uh, Kevin Byer talked about how he's kind of the veteran in the secondary. So that's something that's going to be bear watching to see how they grow and, and, and mature as the season goes on. Because there's going to be mistakes that are going to be made by those guys. It's just a matter of how they can they learn from them and grow as the year goes on. So, you know, Matt Collins, a guy really nobody's really heard of as much. Eight catches, 158 yards and a touchdown. You can't have that. You can't have that. And that's a couple weeks in a row that a wide receiver has torched the Titans. Now, if I'm Michael Pittman Jr., I'm watching all the tape that's out there, and I'm picking and I'm trying to see what I can do to join that number that has, has had the good game against the Titans secondary. So that's just a few things out there. Uh, but definitely all in all, the Titans get on the board, get a win. They are one and two. And, yes, they face the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis next weekend. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about those Indianapolis Colts as they went home for their home opener and shocked the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks.
Touring the AFC South is available on Google Podcast, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcast, available on iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Takes a quick second, not very long at all. So that way you get all the knowledge, all the guests, all the information directly to you. Don't even have to search. You can just go ahead and subscribe. And if you like what you listen to, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a rating system there. Go ahead and rate the show. I'd greatly appreciate five stars from you. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate the show. Again, five stars is appreciated. And if you would review, I'd greatly appreciate that as well. The reviews for this podcast help it rise up the rankings and get it in the eyes in the, in the stream of more people so they can tune in and get all this great knowledge as well. Greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. As I was mentioning going into break, the Indianapolis Colts probably had one of the best wins of the weekend in the NFL. Coming into this game, of course, no one was really giving them a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone was talking about how bad it was going to be, how they just looked awful in the first two games, and how they just, you know, maybe they could do something. Well, they did more than do something. They actually won the game. 20 to 17. One of the big things, just the takeaways from this game, of course, uh, Matt Ryan did lose a fumble. However, <clears throat> one thing I did notice is that he didn't throw an interception this game. Now, he had two touchdowns and no interceptions. Beginning of the year, these first two games, he had one touchdown and four interceptions. Not good, not Matt Ryan like. So, this game, he valued the football a lot more. You know, minus the fumble. However, uh, what I would also notice as well is that Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries, 71 yards. He didn't have a huge game, yet they still were able to win the game. The reason why I say that is if you look at the the stats from Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, 27 to 37, 222 yards, 6 yards per per throw. What that tells me is that they were kind of controlling the tempo of the game through the passing game. If you know they weren't being able to do the things they wanted to do in the running game, so the passing game was able to help them control the tempo and stay on the field, which is a good thing because it keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field. So very, very good thing there. Uh definitely was able to to make some things happen. And then if you look at everything's in the receiving core, Michael Pittman Jr. came back this game, this last game with a Quad injury. This game comes back. Eight receptions, 72 yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but that's okay. You look at other guys. Other guys were, you know, were chipping in. You have Alex Pierce who came back from a concussion. He was back this game. Three receptions, 61 yards, including a 30-yard uh, jot as well. <laughs> um, you had Naeem Hines. Again, he's always going to be a factor in the passing game. As a, Either he's lined up a running back or he's lined up somewhere else. He's always going to be a factor. Five receptions, 23 yards. Uh, big big thing here, Jelani Woods, two receptions, 13 yards, including two touchdowns. 
and the game-winning one as well. I will say this, and I said this before the season. I believe as the season goes on, Jelani Woods will get more playing time because he's six foot seven. He's a walking box of talent at tight end. I, I like him more than I like their backup tight end, Callum Granson. And I like him more than Mo Ali Cox. He has the potential to be all the great things they want to have out of a tight end in Indianapolis. He can run block. He can run routes. He can do all those different things. It's just a matter of growing and learning the position. And today was a big step for him. Or, yeah, against the, against the, against the Chiefs was definitely a big step for him. He only had two receptions for 13 yards, but both those receptions were touchdowns. Can't get more efficient than that. <laughs> All right, so you know, definitely some things to work through offensively and to be proud of offensively. One thing I will say is you may want to still get and kind of get that ground game going because you can't really depend on twenty-seven to thirty-seven uh, every week for from Matt Ryan. And you don't want to see that from Matt Ryan if if you're a, a Colts fan. You want to get the running game going. You don't want to wear out Jonathan Taylor. You don't, but you don't want to underuse him and make Matt Ryan have to be. You know, 27 to 37, throw it almost 40 times in the game. I don't think that's sustainable for the Indianapolis Colts. Just in my opinion, I just don't think it is. Uh, as far as defensively, I look at, you know, the, the the big thing with the Kansas City Chiefs is they're a very explosive team. And with them being a very explosive team, that means, of course, you got to keep things in front of you. Now, with uh, the team today, of course, with the Colts, they did allow, of course, a 53-yard uh, uh, big play from Juju Smith, uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. Uh, of course, a 29 one from Travis Kelsey, uh, and this is in the receiving game. Uh, 24 from uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and of course, 26 from Noah Gray, which was his only catch of the game. However, from that, if you look at it from there. That was most of their yardage in terms of passing. You look at it, you've got 262 yards that Patrick Mahomes passed for today. And you have 53 and 29. That's, what, 82 yards. Then you've got, what, 24 yards. That is uh, 82 and 24 is, what, 106. Then you've got, what, 16, 122, and then 100 and, what, 148 of his 262 yards were in five, one, two, three, four, five plays, five, five completions. He had 20 for the game. So think about that. They really did a number when it came to uh, kind of minimize them and making him work the field to actually beat them or score points. And a lot of times, as you see, they only had 17 points, so they couldn't necessarily win the game. In doing, you know, dinking and dunking down the field and the Colts defense stood up, which, you know, for the last couple of weeks, that hasn't been a thing that they've been able to do. However, they were able to do so today. And another thing, the running game, Patrick Mahomes led them in rushing four carries for 26 yards. That's not winning football for Kansas City. Kansas City has to run the football with the, uh, you know, the the, the bunch of, of backs that they do have, of course, McKinnon and Clyde Edwards and Lair, you know, they have a few different guys back there, uh, Pacheco as well. So, you know, that was just something that that wasn't good for the Kansas City Chiefs in terms of that. And that you got to give credit to the Indianapolis Colts for stepping up in the running game, making them very limited in the running game and having to make them pass to beat them instead of being able to pass, you know, and run and do the different things that they want to have those choices. Uh, so, you know, all around, you got to give uh, your hats off to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, for the way they played today, I mean, 
you know, you have your fumble from Scott Moore uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did recover that one on the punt return. Of course, cashed in on that. And, you know, they just, they just, uh, they played good football. They played good football. And that's how you win. That's the team that a lot of people saw coming into this season. Now, with the Colts and the Titans, I expected them to kind of be growing and learning uh, as they went along this season. And, of course, this is part of the growing and learning as well. And, of course, they do have Shaquille Leonard that's getting ready to come back as well, hopefully for them eventually. We'll see what happens. Uh, of course, you know, with the Titans, I didn't mention uh, Taylor Lewan is out for the season at offensive tackle. So they do have rookie Nicholas Petit Ferrer stepping in at that tackle spot. It's going to be interesting seeing that young man going against these Indianapolis Colts, DeForest Buckner and, uh, you know, and Doc Way and, and Quiddy Pay and those guys next week. It'll be interesting. But yes, the Colts. Definitely got on the board, and they're one, one, and one. Yes, they are one, one, and one. Ones are wild, and they're also one and zero at home. So four ones, if you want to throw that in. All right, we're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears on tour in the AFC South with your host Mike Patton. For those that have checked out my picture my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast you can tell i have a new image an updated image a professional looking image it's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of joshua silver's photography let josh at joshua silver's photography handle your personal branding business headshots portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back from those commercial breaks. And, of course, we have to talk about the Houston Texans taking on the Chicago Bears in Chicago, a.k.a. the Lovey Bowl. Yes, Lovey Smith, first time coming back to Chicago as the head coach. So, you know, you know, he definitely would love to come back with a win, but unfortunately, they lost twenty-three to twenty. It wasn't that they didn't dominate the stats, though. In some aspects, I mean, Davis Mills, you got twenty at thirty-two, two hundred forty-five yards. Of course, you have one touchdown, two interceptions, though. You got Damian Pierce, twenty carries, eighty yards, four-yard average. He did his thing. He he actually was was uh better in this game than he was the previous game, in my opinion. Of course, you know, they did bottle up Brandon Cooks, two receptions, 22 yards. So it wasn't necessarily that he was active, you know, on out there on the field. So unfortunately, he, he was bottled up. But, you know, Chris Moore, three receptions, 63 yards, got a few things going. Um, but the big thing is offensively turnovers, 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 turnovers. Of course, had one interception early, and then the backbreaker was 
the turnover late in the game that allowed the Bears to kick field goal to win. Davis Mills throws the football. He thinks his back is you know sitting there, his receiver is sitting there. But as he throws the ball to him, the receiver fades away from the ball. So while some will say that's Davis Mills' fault, I put some blame on the wide receiver or the receiver as well because you don't fade away from a ball that's coming right to you. You go to it and catch it. By fading away to it, away from the ball, he created an angle for the, the Chicago Bears defender to intercept the football. So that's not necessarily all on Davis Mills in that one, in my opinion. So it is what it is. You know, people are going to say what they're going to say, but, you know, that one wasn't on him. The other one, yes, that was. But, hey, it is what it is. And there you go. But, you know, they, they did fumble the football a few times as well. So that, that was out there, too. But, you know, defensively, they did enough to win this game. They definitely did. I mean, they forced Justin Fields into two interceptions. I mean, good gracious. They did the things that they needed to do. Just unfortunately, that didn't help them win the game. And, you know, I just got to chalk it up, I guess. The defense played well enough to win this game. Just offensively, they need more. They need more from this offense. This offense, of course, Davis Mills, you know, you got your 245, your 1TD, two interceptions. Okay, got you. Damian Pierce, your 20, your 80. But they need more from the other guys at wide receiver. They do. Nico Collins, two receptions, 41 yards. Okay, I get it. You know, no guys were over. Well, one guy was over what over four. Only had four catches at Rex Burkhead. That's the actual running back. That's not good. So they need some more guys to show up. OJ Howard was missing action. He only had one target this this game. They just need some other guys to show up. I mean, Lovey is defensively going to give the the team a chance to win. He is going to give them a chance to win. It's gonna it's gonna happen. But it just unfortunately could not make it happen. One guy I want to highlight though that had a good game, Jalen Petrie, the rookie out of Baylor at safety. Eight tackles, eight total tackles, one sack, two uh tackles for loss. Now he played some good football today and he is definitely going to be a guy to watch for the <clears throat> the Texans, and uh, you know it definitely going to be interesting and in, um, you know, watching him and Derek Stingley Jr., the other rookie in their secondary, grow. But unfortunately, they can't grow after this. They 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 can't grow and and, and show more of this game. They can't. They couldn't do what they do to win the game. Fortunately, they just couldn't make the plays offensively. They just got to become more dynamic. They just do. But you have who you have. Um, I know Pep Hamilton can can do only but so much, but eventually some of these close games got to turn into wins for the Houston Texans because they're right there. They're right there, close to winning the game, just not coming all the way through and winning the game. We'll see what happens next week, but you know this, this team has got to learn to win. All right, we're going to take our last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the first place Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, the first place Jacksonville Jaguars. They are 2-1 and one in, in, in leading the division. And they went out there and they flexed on 
the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to talk about that after the break. You're listening to the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to our last and final segment for this recap for week three. And of course, we got to talk about the first place Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. The first place Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South. And they showed their improvement and how good they can be by dominating the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Yes, in Los Angeles, 38 to 10. Total domination by the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, they were getting after Justin Herbert the entire game. Pressure, 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 pressure. I'm going to start with the defense in this one. I mean, the defense, uh, you mean a guy you cannot, you know, watch the game and not see is Devin Lloyd. The rookie from Utah was all over the place. Seven total tackles, but he had a he definitely was all over the place today. I mean, it was just amazing the amount of plays he was making. He even caught an, uh, got an interception as well uh, inside the um, 20 for the for the uh, Chargers when they were, of course, come, trying to come out from the from the goal line. So uh, set up a, a score for the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, in this looking at their defense, they fly around, they hustle, and you can tell they're having fun. They enjoy playing with each other. Playing with enjoy playing with each other and having fun on the field is a, an essential part of growth or an essential part of a team um you know, having success. I mean, of course you do have Oluquan who came over from the Atlanta Falcons. And he's having success as well. Of course, he he had a uh, fumble recovery today. Uh, I mean, look at the sacks they had today. I mean, they only had one sack, but they were on it today. They were on it. They were making things happen, whether it be in coverage, whether it be, you know, their front line getting pressure. And they didn't seem to miss uh, Mr. Griffin out there playing corner, just for those that uh, mentioned his name uh, and don't speak very highly of him that are Jacksonville fans. So didn't seem like they missed him at all in the secondary. They, they didn't miss a beat. And a lot of times when you don't mention uh, corners, uh, their names, a lot of times it's a good thing. And, you know, you got to give them also give them credit. 
Mike Williams only had one reception for 15 yards. One reception, 15 yards. And you remember how good he is. People know how good he is. One reception, 15 yards on six targets. That's one heck of a day defensively. And you got to tip your hat to that defense and what all they were able to do today. Holding the Chargers to 10 yards, excuse me, 10 points. I mean, Justin Herbert was 25 or 45 for 297 yards. And it just didn't seem like they had a rhythm. It didn't seem like he was comfortable. And also the running game for the, the Chargers. I mean, 12 total carries for 26 yards. That's pretty bad. That shows not having a commitment to the running game as well. But, you know, they were behind for much, if not all, of the game. So, it is what it is there. As far as the Jaguars, I've got to mention, they definitely offensively were getting in their groove. Each week, it seems like they're getting a little better in the running game. Uh, James Robinson, I mean, a lot of people were writing him off. You know, he's the Achilles injury and... You know, he might start the season slow. Well, he's picked it up every single week. And then this week, he, he got 100 yards rushing, including a 50-yard jump for a touchdown. Of course, Travis Etienne, 13 carries, 45 yards. Uh, I mean, total 36 carries, 151 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. When they're able to run the football effectively, and be able to, you know, pass and, and, and do things in the passing game with guys like Zay Jones with 10 receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. And Christian Kirk, six receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown. And, of course, you can't forget the veteran Marvin Jones Jr., four receptions, 33 yards and one touchdown. I mean, they have plenty of weapons in the passing game. The running game is going. And then when Trevor Lawrence is being Trevor Lawrence and taking care of the football, 28, 39, 262 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, no interceptions. I mean, they're a pretty tough team to beat when they don't turn the football over and they're playing at this pace and this type of energy. So you got to give the, the Jaguars credit. I mean, you just got to give them credit. They're playing like a new brand new football team. And Doug Peterson is getting the best out of them right now. Now, of course, uh, <clears throat> next week, they will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. A little Dougie P reunion tour visits. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see one of two reunion tour visits for Doug Peterson this year. But yeah, again, Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-1-1, leading the AFC South right now. I don't think anyone would have expected to say that at the beginning of the season. But you are. You're saying it now. And of course, this ends the show. Uh, of course, the AFC South went 3-0 and against what many consider the best division in football, the AFC South. With that, again, with the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Los Angeles Chargers, you've got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs falling to the Indianapolis Colts and the Titans beating the Las Vegas Raiders. Only one that lost was the Houston Texans, but of course, you know, they've still got to learn how to win. But we'll talk about that on another, on another show. Uh, thank you all for tuning in for the recap. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at MikePatton82. That's at M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. Of course, this is Touring the AFC South. We'll give you four, count them, four shows a week couple guests and a recap 
and a preview for the week as well. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll catch you again sometime this week. I'm out.